When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app, the official sports betting partner of the National Football League. I am Johnny Venerable, joined as always in studio, Bo Brock, number 81, Frank Sanders. And gentlemen, we get to put our GM hats on here on an off-season, preseason Tuesday because there's a linebacker that, that I'm eyeing, that Cardinal fans are eyeing, that may be on the way out potentially of the Windy City. I'm talking about, of course, Roquan Smith, who Bo Brock formally announced a trade request from the Chicago Bears earlier this morning. Yeah, taking to social media and saying, I hate to say it, but I'm paraphrasing, I want out. I don't want to be a part of this rebuilding process. We were talking about the wrong damn Bears linebacker most of this offseason. Robert Quinn, we want Robert Quinn. We've been pounding the table for him, Frank. The Roquan Smith, the guy who plays more inside than Quinn, who's a pass rusher, he wants out. You got a player of the caliber of Smith. You think the Cardinals need to make a play for him? You know what? I think that it would be here's – a, here's, a, here's my concern is that you have a guy in a rebuild situation with a young quarterback that's similar in some areas, new head coach comes in and he, and he, and he's looking at these guys like, man, this is not going to get it done. My only concern is that will he come here and feel the same way? Will he feel the same way about the team? But I do know one thing. He'll have JJ Watt. He'll have Buda Baker. He'll have JT. He'll have, he'll have Isaiah young up and coming stud himself. If he, if he feels like he's the answer on our defense, and I think he should make that decision because our offense is definitely loaded and ready to go. Kime has been chasing that white whale inside linebacker <laughs> since he became general manager in 2013. That's the only reason I'm entertaining this. And for those who need caught up, this was the content, the comments that came directly from Roquan Smith. It's not hearsay. It's not speculatory. It's not a Kevin Durant scenario. He has come out and put this statement out for those of you who are on the show uh, in the YouTube uh, you can see it to the city of Chicago, all Bears fans worldwide. I'm not going to really uh, read this whole thing, but I've officially requested a trade. This is painful. I grew up in Georgia, bear down. I mean, he's very pro Bears in the statement, Bo Brock, walking these hallways the past four years. I can feel the spirit, feel the pressure to live up. And it sound, he wants to make it work based on these comments. I wanted to be a Bear my entire career, bring a Super Bowl to our city. However, quote, this is this is the money line right here the money quote they have left me no choice than request a trade that allows me to play for an organization that truly values what i bring to the table and bo brock that has direct ties to ian rapaport reporting in front of the program that the contract that was offered to roquan smith was basically disrespectful laughable would have set the linebacker market uh back in you know guarantees and not in a good way if you're you know deshaun watson other quarterbacks get paid it was a joke contract that the Bears offered. And you think about the Chicago Bears right now have some of the most available cap space of any NFL franchise. For them to lowball Roquan Smith, Bobrock tells me they are not seriously entertaining paying him, which means I believe he is up for grabs. 
and that if the Cardinals want to, you know, are so inclined, I believe they can put together a package and, and bring him to Arizona. I mean, it's not considered what you would say a premium position, right? One that you really want to, one, spend a whole like high draft capital. We know that Steve Kimes done that already and not have to pay a ton of bucks to before they hit the free agent market. So, yeah, you are going to have to pull off the, tr- off the trade. You're going to have to give up probably some young players and some draft assets to get him. And then on top of that, you got to pay him the big contract probably, you know, as you said, you're going to change the, the market for linebackers. I mean, that's asking for a lot. I mean, we've seen that at different positions like safety where, you know, the Seattle Seahawks went out and they got a guy like Jamal Adams. I don't think it's going to cost the Cardinals, you know, a couple firsts like it did for Jamal Adams. But this is the caliber of player that can change this defense. It can it can Correct. change the perception of this defense and not only the perception, but just how they would play in 2022, how things would get done, how they could get the ball back into the hands realistically of their quarterback and this offense, Kyler Murray. So uh, it's it's tantalizing, but it's it's a, it would be a steep uh, asking price for Raquan Smith to come to the Arizona Cardinals. But uh, probably once you get down to it, you know, gun to your head situation, you probably pull the trigger on that one. Look, we need we need a dog in the house. That's right. We need a dog in the house. We need a dog on defense. Roquan is that. You got Frank Buda, knows about those Southern boys, we, Alabama, man, Georgia, we, Auburn. But he's don't have proved, enough of those guys. Another, the cool, cool thing about it, JV, he's proven it once. I mean, he's gotten the league and he's proven it that I still, what I did in college, I bring to the pros. And this, and this, you know, this is not a one lick wonder. He proved he's proven that that the conversation we're having is that he doesn't want to be with the Bears only because they don't want to pay him what he's what he's valued at, and that's the sad part of a team that's wanting to rebuild, but forgetting the fact that you need veteran leadership and you need some guys with a little bit of animosity, the guys that know how to go out and get it done, guys that will will rally rally these guys around each other in the third and fourth quarter. If a team on offense on a 14-play drive, they get down to the four-yard line and then the defense stands up and holds an offense from scoring. That, you just, that's priceless. You can't pay for that. That's what that's what you need. You hope you, mm-hmm. hope you can draft guys like that. Steve, can we need that? Like literally, yeah. we got we got one beast of a of an old gray dog, and that's Jay Watt, that's JJ. And outside of that, we got young guys we're relying on. But we'll, after that, we got to go to the secondary. Shit, by that by, by that time, we're third, we're we're first and third, and then we're second and we're second and fourth. That's terrible. We need some guys that can fill holes, get guys excited about butting guys up and changing our defensive culture. Just but not from the secondary position. Guys that can get in that grunt position, and Raekwon is that guy. Well, to get the best opinion on all things Chicago Bears, Roquan Smith, we are fortunate to be joined by CHGO Sports Head of Content. He's the host of the CHGO Sports Podcast. Kevin Kaduck is joining us. Kevin, thanks so much for hopping on. Listen, we're at a, we're at a fever frenzy here with Roquan <laughs> because we've been searching for an inside linebacker since Steve Kine yeah. became the GM in 2013. The Bears, let's be honest, they don't have a ton, but they do have Roquan. Is this a move that you feel like ownership may – sniff around a la Khalil Mack, or they still view him as a, a cornerstone player? Yeah, I, I don't want to, like, raid on your parade too much here, guys, because I know you would love a player like Roquan who could go sideline <laughs> to sideline and does so many things and is athletic, and um, there's not a lot of players like him in the NFL, and I think he knows that. Um, Roquan is someone who actually represents himself. Uh, he doesn't have an agent. Um, so I, if you watch the CHGO Bears today, the guys were talking about, like, how does this even happen? Because when you talk about trading 
um, this, especially this close to the season, it's the sort of thing where, you know, when Khalil Mack was traded to the Bears, uh, the Raiders gave them their blessing, gave his agent their blessing to work something out with the Bears, right, ahead of time before that trade was consummated. If Roquan Smith is his own agent, exactly how does that all go down? Like, I have no idea, right? So we woke up this morning. I think it was kind of a surprise to see that news. And I think everyone in Chicago is really just kind of taking it as kind of a really weird negotiating tactic. Uh, they had their family fest today at uh, Soldier Field. Man. And he was on the sidelines. And um, it doesn't really seem like it's it, – it, the whole thing is just kind of honestly weird because he is their best player on their team. He is a foundational piece, uh, but at the same time, he's an inside linebacker. Uh, Ryan Poles is coming in here. Does he really want to, you know, allocate a lot of the money that he, he has right now uh, to an inside linebacker? That's not something you really do in the NFL right now. He has his vision. So I think, you know, it's August 9th right now. They're really going to take their time and, and, and see how this plays out because, he doesn't have to be on the on the field for another four four and a half weeks. Kevin, based <clears throat> Kevin, based upon the tweet that he put out and the names that he used as he walks down the hallways and the Mike Singletaries and the Erlackers and the Khalil yeah. Max and the guys of Singletaries, and he used those names specifically, saying, "This is a dream job for me. I'm basically replacing legends, and I want to and I want to be a part of that. And I, I want to keep that." Right. The new attitude right now, the kids are using Twitter. <laughs> they're, using, they're using Twitter right now to, to negotiate and to, you know, cause that public frenzy that's out there right now. I agree. You asked the question, how does that work if he's is himself? But do you think Twitter will still have an effect uh, in regards to keeping him there or not keeping him there? Yeah, I mean, he's obviously using his leverage. This is a Bears team that doesn't have stars. Justin Fields is a star in, in name, but he hasn't been a star in play yet. Darnell Mooney is kind of half the way there. It's Roquan Smith and like nobody else. So I think he understands that. Um, but you know, when you're involved in your own negotiations, you know, you could be, they could be very personal. Um, the reason that agents get paid is, is they're the middlemen and they understand what the market is and what's available and, and what you can get. Um, now you have to give up a chunk of that money, right? You never want to do that. But uh, I think in this case, he might find out because he's asking for the moon. He thinks he, he's worth everything. And if Brian Poles is like, hey, look, I, we really want you, but not at that price. You've watched him. Have... Do you think he's at that moment? Do you think he's that? Do you think he's the future of that defense where he can control what takes place yeah. on the defensive side and allow the offense to come in and, and then become what they're supposed to be, as the Chicago Bears history has always been? Look, Matt Aberflus really wants people who are high energy, who hit, who cause turnovers. And I would think Rokon fits that mold. But again, at what price? They have so many different things that they need to to afford. They need a top-end wide receiver. They need offensive line help. The, the shopping list is so long. And then, like, okay, let's say Justin Fields actually works out, and you're going to owe him a Kyler Murray contract down the road. Do you really want to be in a position where now, five years from now, you, you, you owe that much money to a a 30-year-old Roquan Smith? I'm not sure. But isn't it now, Kevin, the time to pay those guys? You want to go kind of free agency shopping and, and reward yeah. your own. The Bears have almost $100 million in cap space in 2023 via overthecap.com. I would make an argument like, I'm not paying anybody. And I've got a quarterback <laughs> who isn't making any money, even though right now, like Justin Fields is like a top seven paid player on the Bears, which is crazy to me. I would think this is a no-brainer. What, what do you think that contract... 
the message it sent to Roquan basically like, you know, we heard Ian Rappaport report today, like it, it was not yeah. a favorable deal at all. Right. It's, it's really kind of interesting. We don't know the bear side of this, right? I mean, Ryan Pulse seemed very upset. He actually came out after Family Fest, unannounced press conference to kind of share his side of the story. Um, you know, we're, we're sitting here and, and wondering why didn't the Bears go out and spend money at the wide receiver position? Why haven't they spent more money on offensive line? But I, I think Ryan Poles really nice. wanted to get in and have the lay of the land before he went on that shopping spree. And he's trying to sell Chicago on that. We'll see how patient any of us actually are after these first <laughs> few games. I don't disagree with it. I don't think you should spend money just for the sake of spending money. I would think Roquan on you know, I, I don't want to give up the farm for him. I, I don't want to hamstring the future of the franchise for him. But uh, he is definitely worth a a fair, and and he's he's worth being paid like one of the ten line top ten linebackers in the league. I think. Kevin's showing us if you're watching on YouTube why Chicago is the best summer city in, in in the world right now. He's sitting outside. We couldn't even imagine sitting outside right now without your skin melting here in Phoenix, Kevin. But uh, let's just let's put our GM hat on. I'll, I'll, I'll play Steve Kime. You can be Ryan Poles. Uh, we've got a you know first round linebacker in Zaven Collins. He plays middle linebacker. We've got uh, a left tackle in the waiting in Josh Jones. He was former third round pick, seventy second overall a couple of years ago, Johnny. And uh, maybe a third round pick is is that enough to get Roquan Smith off the Bears' hands? <sighs> I'm so I'm so terrible at the at the NFL <laughs> imaginations. I I do like bodies. I mean, I, I you know I don't know exactly how much they can get for him. I don't think they'd get a a Khalil Mack type um, package for him because right. like, he's not an edge he's not an edge rusher, right? And he's again he's an inside linebacker that that's not that's not valued. Um, if I'm Ryan Poles, would I take that? I you know I'll send I, I the probably, paperwork over right now. Let's do it. <laughs> I still probably wouldn't. I, and I think Poles is in a, in a tough position because he has not had the best first offseason. He, he signed Larry Ogunjobi. Ogunjobi fails the physical. That doesn't come through. He signed a couple of guys uh, who, who have got into to off the field uh, problems, uh, Byron Pringle and David Moore. Um, so he kind of needs a win. I, he can't take a loss like letting Ropon walk. So I think when you're talking about that sort of package, I just – I just don't see that really being able to get it done. And I don't think it's um, his intention. Now, let me ask you this. Are you guys willing to commit the money to Roquan to, to bring him in? Oh, yeah. Like, you guys have that? Our, yeah. Steve Kime has been committed to finding an impact inside linebacker for almost 10 years. And he has had yeah. some misses. He has had some universal busts. Kevin Mitchell, right. Dayon Buchanan. You know, Isaiah Simmons, who's now playing safety. Zayvon Collins doesn't call the defense. I call BS on everybody who thinks that there's no traction to this if he became available because Steve Kime, Cards GM, has a type, and I think they would at least try <laughs> to entertain the phone call here. My trade sure. offer, and then we'll let you go, Kevin, because we're playing okay. speculatory bullshit here. I, I, <laughs> That's what we do. Eddie, Eddie Jackson has not worked out on this new contract, right? I would say mm. – the Cardinals have a surplus of one thing, and it's the safety position. Uh, they're going to play Isaiah Simmons there. Jalen Thompson was is going to be one of their captains of their defense. He's cheap. I would yeah. ship Jalen Thompson, who, by the way, last uh, December 
had I'm a cutting pick the against fiber Chicago. here outside had the complex right now. We no. have to give something to get. You have to give something to get something. I'm sorry. I'm wow, trying to free up Johnny. the spot for Isaiah JT? Simmons. Wow, Johnny JT. This is how you do business, guys. You guys really <laughs> right, know how bad. to do business. I would also entertain. Step in my office. You're fired. I would entertain Jalen Thompson and then the Big Ten darling Rondell Moore at receiver. Oh, I was going to say. For, you don't give a run, And that comp third. You take your two surpluses. I'm out of here. Safety. See, I, I am a friend of CHGO. I am yeah. on – I am – I'm of even mind because I know how these things go. But in all seriousness, Kevin, as Bo Brock walks off the set, Kevin CHGO Sports, head of content, the host of CHGO Sports Podcast. Thank you so much, Kevin. All right, guys. Take it easy. Thanks, Robin. I'm sorry. Do you not understand how trades work? You have to give up something to get Bro, something. Oh, you gave up. You gave you like you gave up. The- Here, hear me out. Then we're gonna do some reads. Listen, let me talk for two seconds about this because I thought all afternoon about this. Okay, my initial offer was gonna be centered around Jalen Thompson because Eddie Jackson is not playing well. Jalen Thompson makes no money. You can then see Isaiah Simmons come to fruition here, reaches full potential starting next to Buda Baker. Then you don't have to give up Zavin and you can play him next to Roquan. I'm sorry. I'm living in the I'm living in reality right now. I'm trying to get Isaiah a hundred percent playing time at a position that fits him. And I'm not, I'm, I'm 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 skeptical of Vance Joseph being able to utilize three safeties all season. I just am. We don't even know if he can play safety in the NFL. Like this cute you doing it in practice. Well, we this gotta find out. We gotta find out. Man, we we saw him the first year when he came and they said he was a safety and he was getting I flu. love I mean, Jalen Thompson. And I, it's a compliment to Jalen that I think he could be traded as a fifth-round supplemental pick in a package surrounding Roquan Smith. That's a compliment to Jalen. You weaken the secondary even more. Like, no, you don't. The secondary that's already basically <laughs> in, it's it's in shambles. And you want to you trade JT, who would actually – I mean, you could probably get for way cheaper than what Roquan Smith, Smith is going to fetch when you bring him over. So you go through that package one more time. Just one more one time. One more time. One more time. So I am not including Jalen and Rondell. That initially was not my thought process. Kevin was swaying me because they need receivers. I get that. I, I like your idea of um, Jalen Thompson, Josh Jones, who's a starter right now. Don't say my idea and say Jalen Thompson because that's not my idea. No, no, Josh uh, Jones. You, no, you're right. <laughs> Jalen Thompson. Your idea was Josh Jones. Yeah. I would go Jalen Thompson. That's the centerpiece. Again, look, December 5th last year, he lit up the Bears, elite safety, isn't making any money. Eddie Jackson's been a disaster. They need everything. Give him Jalen Thompson. You have to give up something, guys. Good, good hell. Johnny, Number two, I would give him give him Josh Jones, who could play left tackle for them this year. Kelvin Beachin, just re-sign him. He wants to keep playing. And I would give them a conditional third-round pick. Johnny, Juan you, Smith. Johnny, you sound like me, and the chat is definitely agreeing. I am you, you sound like me on a rant realistic. on some crazy – No, you, you sound – Realistically, been, no, right. We, right, have, right. we have been spoiled so, by Steve Kime and these trade packages carrying the likes of DeAndre Hopkins and Chandler Jones for 70 cents on the dollar. Mm. You have to it's, give up good players to get good players. The Cardinals have not, one surplus. Yeah, it's safety. I, I just don't see the value in trading, giving away that many 
Yeah, and this is like it's a it's a proven commodity as far as Jalen Thompson. You're not sending like well, Roquan's he, proven though. Uh, yeah, but the team in the Chicago Bears is not a team that's looking for proven commodities. They're looking for potential, and that's why I think that you could get away with, you know, sending a, the likes of a Zavin and a Josh Jones. I know it's punting on your t- first two picks in the 2020 draft, but like they have the ability, they have the luxury of playing those guys. I understand that. Here's my only pushback to that. You're going to pay Jalen Thompson after this year. Fine. You're paying Buda Baker. What the fuck do you do with Isaiah Simmons then? If he pops, you're going to pay out. You're going to pay three safeties. You guys just talked to me about positional value. You I'm can, trying to spread it out a little bit. I don't, you I don't can't consider, pay three safeties. I do not consider Isaiah Simmons a safety. So that's the difference oh, in this conversation. Oh, JT is proven. JT he is, is a proven. secondary player. He plays JT, in the secondary. JT, he's doing it now. JT is proven. Remember, this kid only played one year. Of high school football, and then he went. Then he, then he got, then he got the Clemson. This is Isaiah said, got the Clemson, and only played. Didn't play much. He played two years, and and that was limited roles. Then we you thought, know, oh, I God. would have put Isaiah in that package instead of Jalen. Everybody hey. telling me about putting Isaiah in there. I'm trying to be fiscally responsible you are and not put in all the monies at, at safety. I'm trying to spread it down. I'm trying to go all the way toward the line of scrimmage here. I, I just don't think the Bears have that much leverage. I mean, this guy came out and laid it all out there. He he, he said that he's, he's pretty much given him every chance possible and against his, you know, his best wishes, he needs to force his way out of town. I know what Ryan Pohl said today, according to Ian Rappaport, he said, you know, they want him a part of this team, but that was just them grasping and trying to create any leverage at this point. I don't yeah. think the Bears have that much leverage for for a guy who's at a non-premium position that's going to command, you know, market-changing money. The Bears don't have that much to bargain with. So if we're, if we're throwing in guys like Jalen Thompson and guys that are proven players at the NFL level, I just don't but think... But then what are you doing? You you're, need just to giving, do that. you're just giving picks then? More picks toward the inside linebacker position that you've already used back-to-back first-round picks on? But it, it, with here, here's where that, that plays into it, that... Guys, the two picks that you've utilized at this point, it, it is it's pretty much conceding that they they didn't work out. They didn't work out. You, you I mean, you're doing what Steve Kime has essentially done his entire career is he's tried it in the draft, he's failed, and then he was able to make up for it through trades. That that would just be a very uncharacteristic trade from Steve Kime because you know it, it would be viewed as either even a loss or maybe even. I mean, that's not Steve Kimes bag as far as trading. Uh, I, I know well, you're, you're, try, I know you're trying to be realistic. Forward. I know you're trying not to get your mentions blown up by Bears fans saying that you're crazy for anything less than that. But they have to be realistic where they are. I mean, you're in the, you know, I just don't see that's that's too much in my opinion. Too much in the sense that you're. I think it's. I would give Steve Kime credit. It's a coup to flip, a a. Day three supplemental draft pick for a once upon a time top ten draft pick. That cool. that's good GMing. That's 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 how you operate. The Cardinals do not. It's a front seven game. I love all the safeties the Cardinals have. They're great. I want them to go. You know, trade for a corner, sign a corner. Frank Sanders, you know this. The game is won up front at the line of scrimmage. Name me three players from the San Francisco 49ers dog shit secondary or the L.A. Rams. The L.A. Rams are starting Eric Weddle, and they're winning Super Bowls. The Cardinals' front seven is not good enough. And and to come in and get an ass kicker for the next half decade in the form of Carlos Dansby, that's when the Cardinals' defense was at its best, the most physical, when they had 58 in the lineup. They do not have that person right now, we don't think, unless Zavin can turn into that person. 
Isaiah, everybody in the chat, everything that we've seen, he's playing in the back seven, right? He's not a downhill attacking linebacker penetrating the line of scrimmage. They, I, I do not want to be pushed around by teams anymore. And you have three safeties in your back end. That does not help you against the run. That does not help pressure quarterbacks conventionally. You have to try to get to third down and make it third and 10, third and 12. I, I don't want more of the same, please. Johnny, you see, what you? I hear what you're saying. This, the only thing I would say from a G, from a GM standpoint, this would only be a coup to flip, using your term, if Steve Kimes gave nothing away like he's been doing in the past, which is maybe well, a fifth round realistic. or a sixth like, round pick. Well, I got to say that just in case, because again, you got a you got a player who's expressing he wants out anyway, and so it might not it might not require a whole bunch if if it gets to that point, and so that would be nice to have. What we've had in the past is some linebackers that have. Uh, look, one just mentioned in the chat, Carlos Dansby was a surprise, a steal. And that's that's about the best steal we've gotten. But away they can't, with. they can't draft the position anymore. He and can't draft the position, and he, he has a new six-year contract. Just like the wide receiver position, he punted on that. He acquired DeAndre Hopkins. He, he acquired Hollywood Brown. This is the same form of let's stop trying at what we can't do and go out and get a proven commodity. I, nobody bitched when those trades went down. But this is in the same realm of that at a position that I would argue he uses more resources on. I would argue which that I bitched. But you talked me out of it. Okay. <laughs> like you're trying right now. I got to do a DraftKings read. You can't bet on this trade. You can't bet on yet Roquan Smith's future team. His uh, emotions are running high here, and you flipping love to see it. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that promo code PHNX. Make your first deposit. Get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. Uh, you can also bet on the Chiefs and Clyde Edwards Hilaire to run over the Cardinals week one because they don't have an inside linebacker of note. That's wow. promo code PHNX, only at DraftKings <laughs> Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. It's It really sounds like Johnny Venerable had a liquid lunch today. He, he just went to Four Peaks and he just pounded a couple pints of uh, Kilt Lifter or some WOW joy bus which you know i i don't say that's that's the wrong thing to do but just the way he's speaking about what do you got there got that hazy he's got the hazy ipa, IPA. all right i'm drinking the hazy ipa but gentlemen my mind my eyes have never been clear i've never thought clearer than i am right now <laughs> you want to feel as crystal clear as, as johnny v well you've got to go over to four peaks four peaks brewery uh, we're just uh, ecstatic to be partner with them. We've actually got the toast of the month sweepstakes currently going on right now. You can win yourself a $50 Four Peaks gift card along with a PHNX shirt of your choice and an annual PHNX membership. Just go to PHNX.com or go to GoPHNX.com because that's our damn website. GoPHNX.com. Click on the link also in the show notes. It must be 21 years or older. It must be 21 to enjoy it responsibly as well. Gets, let's let's get into the actual team here. Let's not speculate about some deals that could be on the horizon. I'm tired but, of being yelled at. Yeah, talk let's about talk about Friday. We've actually got a damn game in Cincinnati. The Arizona Cardinals will vit, visit the Bengals. Probably will not see Joe Burrow or anybody of note for the Bengals. And we also won't see anybody of note for the Arizona Cardinals. Cliff Kingsbury broke down where the quarterback room or where the quarterback depth chart is going to look like come Friday night. Chase will start um, the game and get a bunch of reps and has done a really nice job when he comes in there. I like how he plays, got some swagger, got some moxie and, and moves around and extends plays. So I'm excited to watch him play. Uh, I mean, Kyler won't play much, if at all. Uh, and then we'll see how Colts arm progresses. We'll be smart with him. But um, Friday night, just be Trace and, and Jarrett. 
Yeah, Trey, <clears throat> talented player, just has been kind of banged up right now. So we got to get him, get him going. I thought he started camp really well, and then he had uh, some back tightness that we're working through. But he's got a chance to have a great role if we can get him back out there. The end of that was Trey McBride. As far as the the tight end, he was he was out of practice today. But most of that was Trace McSorley will be QB one come Friday. No Kyler, no Colt McCoy, who is going through uh, what they call arm yes. maintenance. Arm yes. maintenance, as far as his- arm maintenance. Get the <laughs> fake out of here. Arm maintenance. And then yeah, you what get, the heck? You got QB four, and in. Uh, who's going to see some snaps come, come Friday for the Arizona Cardinals as well. But I mean, mixed in there, I mean, Cliff just said, I mean, we're, we're not going to see Kyler for sure on Friday and we most likely won't see him the rest of the preseason. Anybody have any problem with that? I do. Well, not. Let me just, I want to say, you know, you know, I'm about that trace life. You know, I'm about that trace <laughs> sorted life. I think he needs to rep 100%. Of course I've said before, I thought that he has, he's, he's an equal in a lot of areas of what Kyler is. When it comes to athleticism, arm ability, and the ability, you know, to continually keep the play going. That's that's definitely on the table when it comes to me. Um, I'm glad that he is getting the reps. Of course, as a former player, I will say this here. I was sharing with uh, Bo earlier that anything we do in the offseason, getting ready to go into the real season, we train twice as hard in the offseason as if we're going to the Super Bowl. And then when we come to camp, we're watching these guys and they look like they're they're training for preseason. And that's the sad part about it because a lot of guys aren't playing. And that to me is disappointing because the only way you're going to build your team is to have your team in real game life situations and getting the reps that you need to get the reps with. And right now, not having Kyler play, not having a bunch of the starters play in the preseason game number one is very disappointing to me. I understand it's a long season on the back end of this conversation, but to me, in reality, you got to win the first. You got to win. You got to get your team going. You got to get some rhythm. You got to get some continuity. You got to find out what guys are able to do. And again, the first preseason game out of the starters, they might see 12 plays. They might see 15. It depends on the length of the drive. And there's no reason for these guys not to be able to play. I have no life. So I looked up preseason numbers from last year and Kyler Murray had three (laughs) possessions in one game against Kansas City and had like uh, one completion for two yards. Uh, I do not need to see Kyler Murray. He went out against Tennessee and lit up the Titans week one. On, on basically cold turkey against live NFL competition. Uh, just button up K1 for uh, September 11th. That's all I need to see. I don't care. I don't need my quarterback uh, taking a shot for no reason. My only concern with Frank's boy, Trace McSorley, as it relates to some of these young receivers that we're looking forward to seeing, Greg Dorch and company, is something, coincidentally, that Frank Sanders was very accustomed to seeing in Arizona, and that's the dreaded hospital ball. I'm afraid Trace McSorley, <laughs> hospital balls coming their way for Greg Dorch and God forbid Andy Isabella. Now I, I want those guys healthy for the season. Let's say Rondell's out there and he gets his head blown up because trace is inaccurate. That's my only concern. And if God forbid, if he ever does something like that to my sweet baby, Trey McBride, I'm going to be super <laughs> pissed off, but I trace McSorry probably lends himself better to preseason action. He's much more mobile than Colt. Again, Colt McCoy, he is what it is. He went cold the entire year last year and then won two out of three, including two divisional road games. Totally fine with that. I do not care. I don't want to see any of these star players in the preseason. The best franchises don't do it. You get buttoned up for when the games start to matter. But I'm very much looking forward, Bo Brock, into seeing how a lot of these positional battles shake out. I know people in the chat, we want to see Eno Benjamin. I don't know. If Eno Benjamin's RB2, you know, maybe they put Eno on ice till September 11th. 
Yeah, Nino Benjamin spoke to the media today, and uh, you have to be encouraged by just where his confidence level is. We heard from Eno. Here's what the former ASU standout said. I would say my, my confidence is through the roof. Um, it's year three. I felt like a lot more has slowed down for me. Um, and just getting on the, the field to get those opportunities um, definitely builds that uh, confidence as well. You know, to Frank's point, I mean, that's one of those guys that's, that is preparing to be a starter. He's not just preparing, you know, it's not a preseason outlook for him ever. And it seems like that's where it's, it's got him. There, there's a clip that they talked about today around the facility. Uh, uh, it, was, it was Cliff Kingsbury uh, saying, I'm not making the mistake again of not trusting Eno, uh, pretty much. I'm paraphrasing, but pretty much it, it's, it's there. I don't know if it was part of flight plan, but he is, uh, he's done overlooking Eno Benjamin at this point. And when you look at the void left by Chase Edmonds, Chase Edmonds was fantastic as far as his yards per carry. We know what he did in the receiving game, uh, and we know that Daryl Williams could probably match that, but Eno Benjamin has the ability to do that on the ground, and I think Cliff Kingsbury is going to give him that opportunity and uh, yeah, I think you're right, Johnny. We probably won't even see a big mix of, of, of Eno. I think we know who the top three running backs on this team are. It's James yeah. Conner, who looks unbelievable. I mean, James Conner, a guy who's already in great shape, is in the best shape of his career. We know that he needs to be on a limited snap count at any at every point this season to be the the peak Conner that they need. And then you got Daryl Williams, the receiving back, and then Eno and Benjamin's probably your 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 main you know chunk yardage running back and then there's going to be a big battle for who are the next backs after that you know is it Jonathan Ward is it Keontae Ingram that's going to be the battle that's going to be on display starting Friday with all due respect to ESPN's Josh Weinfuss who tweeted out he believes the top four positions are set including Jonathan Ward at RB4 Uh, I, I strongly disagree I think that would be an egregious mistake Frank Sanders to go with somebody like Jonathan Ward who clearly has a ceiling over somebody like Keontae Ingram, who maybe today, and I know we talked about it, Bo, doesn't have the special team prowess today, but I think if you needed him to tote the rock a couple times in a game with his ceiling, USC, Texas, I mean, you just can't teach his ability. You watch him in practice. Huge physical presence. I, I think that he has an opportunity here to put that running back group on notice. I think it's low-key become one of their deepest positions. I love how they built that group. Cheap labor, John. You know, James Connors after two years is making no money. Right. Uh, that to me, that's that's the most forward-thinking position group the Cardinals have had. And then they put all the resources in the in the you know, weaponry of Kyler Murray. I love what I'm seeing from you know Benjamin Frank Sanders, and I think it would be special for him. I, I mean, listen, everything that I'm reading is he's going to be the handcuff for James Connor. That's pretty cool for somebody that went to ASU. Look, you, when you watch him, you you automatically know you see talent. Mm-hmm. And you see, but more importantly, what you're watching when you see him practice, you see hunger. Like this guy's hungry. He wants to play. He's not. I, he understands who JC is, and everyone does because he's proven himself. He came in the league, and and James Conner was hungry. He was sitting behind uh, the Devil B over uh, over in Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. Le'Veon Bell. And so when he got his chance, he, he took advantage of it and he started sparking. This is the same thing. JC comes here, got a young, got some young hunger guys behind him. I think. Look. The sky's the limit for him. This is an offense that does not necessarily has the prowlessness or has stated itself as being a running a running team. So for us to have the weapons we have in our second, uh, excuse me, in our, in our running back is uh, I'm I'm pretty excited about. It. I just 
I think you said something last week, Johnny, that was pretty on point about, you know, Ingram and Williams and just 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 describing once if we put Ingram on the practice squad, more than likely it's going to be a good chance he probably won't be there mm-hmm. based upon the ability to pick him up. And I think that's the part where they have to use wisdom. Apparently right now this is a different mentality that I'm used to as a football player, which is we want to set out our starters and wait until the regular season comes out yeah. without no practice and play if, if – if, Steve Kimes is Johnny Venerable or he's Cliff Kingsbury sitting there to me, I'm not playing my starters because I want him on week one. That's an anomaly. That's that blows my mind. But if that's the new mentality and we got to see what we have in our, in our, in our second guys and our third guys, then I guess I'm about to say I'm okay with that because you still need to see what kind of team you have when guys go down. And that was a problem last year when guys went down, we were not the same team. And we have to we have to make sure we find those guys that can make plays. I think as far as running back rooms go, and I, and I saw in the chat, we have to put it back up there saying that Connor is the only proven commodity. It's not necessarily true. Darrell Williams had a thousand scrimmage yards last year, and he was he's as far as being able to pound the rock into the end zone, something that uh, you know Chase Edmonds hasn't been known for in his career. Darrell Williams gives that plus the ability to catch the football at the backfield. I think he is a proven commodity. Guy's got a Super Bowl ring to prove it, and then you, you can't have. Too many proven commodities because we know that the NFL is is not you know if if you start building a roster based on past work you're gonna probably fall short more often than not because you need to also pick up on guys where you trust your scouts and guys that are ready to pop and in year three you know Benjamin just kind of fits that profile to where he can be the guy and especially in maybe a, more of a zone run scheme to get outside mm-hmm. you know the tackles. And and get some chunk yardage like Chase Edmonds did. I don't expect Eno to really get many goal, you know, uh, red zone carries. I think it's going to be the you know RB one and RB two Connor and Darrell Williams. But uh, I mean, he's got a role. He's yeah. going to have a, a role, and then the rest has got to figure itself out in preseason. Then we talk about it's not getting talked about enough. Just the playmakers outside of that running back room. You know, Cliff was talking about it today with the wide receivers. You know, when they get back up to full strength. You'd be hard-pressed to find receivers like this. I mean, this is what Cliff had to say about his his four top wide receivers. You want to see it, but we, we know what it is. You know, I've seen it at times. I mean, that, that's a tremendous group. We had them out there in quick game, um, you know, the, just those four receivers without Ertz, and it's a special group of wideouts. So I think we know what's coming. We just got to keep progressing, and um, over the next couple weeks, we'll have everybody out there. You've got DeAndre Hopkins, Hollywood Brown, Rondell Moore. You got to check PHNX underscore Cardinals on Twitter for Rondell Moore just putting up some sweet catches. And then you got AJ Green who looks who looks fresh. This you know obviously this season. I know thirty four years old. That's not going to last the marathon of seventeen. But our but a wide receiver four. I'm more than fine with that. It, it was when we were sold the idea that he was going to be number two to Hopkins, and it you know didn't last the duration of the season. Hopkins went down and he was exposed a little bit. Right. I think right. you're in a much better position with him on a pitch count especially in the red zone, I think he, he he can utilize his size that the Cardinals really don't have outside of A.J. Green, especially with Antoine Wesley being banged up. Let me ask you this, Bo Brock, because I, I want to believe Greg Dorch is going to translate his preseason training camp phenomenon into the regular season. But we, we talked about Keyshawn Johnson on Saturday about the former Cardinal lighting up Niner camp last year and then didn't translate, right? Do you think that this is real? This is this is his third year in the NFL, mm-hmm. undrafted, right? Didn't play at a huge school, Wake Forest, but just has tools that right now are on showcase. I read a tweet this morning 
that he he jumped over Jalen Thompson and he burned past Buda Baker for a long touchdown. Like that that catches my attention. Then when of course we're out of practice, all he does is catch catch bombs. Is he somebody that like throughout the duration of the season is going to help this offense, or is this just are we being teased with this and he'll be regulated special teams duties once the year? Yeah, begins? I mean you, you should temper your expectations. It seems like every training camp you have these darlings, right? These guys that pop, they flash, and they're making the the spectacular look uh just regular for a guy like Dorch and you know there's guys with similar profiles Andy Isabella and uh and Victor Bolden Jr and Dorch just separated himself from that group like he's he's the guy you know even with an injured Antoine Wesley who's who's probably going to crack this roster regardless and the rest are going to have to you know get into a dogfight for the other spots. But, no, I think he's going to be a guy that's going to contribute. They're going to find ways, kind of like rookie Rondell Moore looked like last year, where they're going to put the ball in his hands. You know, is it is it going to be like a wide receiver reverse? Is it going to be gadget plays? Is it going to be out of the backfield? Is It's going to be especially in punt returns, kick returns. He's going to get opportunities. He's not going to get, you know, the traditional wide receiver looks, targets and stuff. He might get like one, two, three three targets a game mm-hmm. but you know if he can make one spectacular play move the chains or get six i think that he's got the the skill set to do that i mean i wouldn't stash him on your fantasy team but he's he's a he's a good player i mean i think he's a guy that can contribute on a on a roster. i mean to to be able to just crack this wide receiver room in general it's it's, it's commendable it is very commendable yep. absolutely look you got names and you got expectations. And definitely when you look at AJ Green or you look at or you look at D Hops, and then you have to you have to actually realize that the limited opportunities that you will have is it's not many. And you got to come out and prove yourself. If he's doing it against our defense as and the number one defensive guys, they know exactly who he is, they know exactly what he's bringing to the table. And if he's doing it exactly how D Hops will be doing, catching bombs, making great catches, one hand catches, or he's catching the ball with his hands mostly, and then he's explosive after the play. Everyone is paying attention. They know exactly what he brings to the table. The question is, when the lights come on, will he be that guy? And that will be that that's the chance that we're taking right now. When the lights come yeah. on, what kind of guy is he at that moment? We we only have a sample size with Orch and and it was Dallas and I I feel like that he he answered in that game early on he had a couple big plays for this team and uh, you know if you if you can get that more uh, on a more regular basis each and every week uh, that that's huge for this team because you don't need much more of it because as as Cliff said it's like there's you're not counting Ertz in that you're not counting Trey McBride that is an embarrassment of riches. That's being slept on. And, you know, the guy who's going to be able to uh, to do it's probably the most talented player on the field. And that's Kyler Murray. Yep, absolutely. And we'll be able to check out the depth chart if you haven't seen it here in our last segment for the Arizona Cardinals. The depth chart that was released by the team with a kind of a funny twist on it ahead of Cincinnati on Friday. Uh, before we get to that, I want to remind everybody COVID-19 vaccines are free for everybody five and older. I have mine. Go get yours so we can hang out. This fall, all of our fantastic events, tailgates, bar scenes, uh, so much good stuff. But you got to get your vaccine so we can enjoy it together and beat this thing long term. Those 12 and older are also eligible for a booster shot. Again, they are for free and you can get them right now by scheduling azhealth.gov slash find vaccine on the web for a location nearest to you. I've got more free stuff to talk about. And I'm oh. talking about OGs giving you an opportunity and PHNX, of course, an opportunity to win our Flavoring Life sweepstakes. One winner will see three. That's right. 
three bags of OG's creamsicle, orange creamsicle gummy, or any of the other tropical flavors. Look at oh, Frank's no. ready to get in the game. He's ready to put on his helmet and throw back some OGs. You can win this as, as well as a hat from PHNX, shirt of your choice, and a PHNX annual membership. All you have to do is sign up. Go to gophnx.com. Click on the link on the show notes as well. It's the easiest way to find it. Check out OGs online at ogsbrands.com. That's ogsbrands.com or on Instagram at OGs. Frank, you must be 21 years or older to purchase, and you can find their products in your local dispensary. Johnny? Frank Sanders is trying to crack the depth chart for the Arizona Cardinals. He's going to have a tough time as much as I love Frank and his skills at receiver because this group is loaded. If you haven't seen it, here it is. The first unofficial depth chart based, quote-unquote, on participation in the first preseason game and Cincinnati. So if you're waiting for that coveted depth chart ahead of Cincinnati, or excuse me, against Kansas City September 11th, you're not going to get it. Here's what you got for our audio-only pods. Uh, listeners, the uh, the skill players look like this. You know, Benjamin, Colt McCoy are your battery in the backfield. Then we've got Greg Dorch and uh, Steven Anderson as the top wide receiver tight end combo. Um, Victor Bolden, Andy Isabella rounding out that receiving core. Uh, we've got our guy, Josh Jones. I think it's interesting, gentlemen. Josh Jones staying at right tackle with Josh Miles, Bo Brock at left tackle. That, to me, kind of signifies... Probably Josh Jones is they're looking at him as the heir apparent to Kelvin Beecham in a year. Um, Sean Harlow is going to play center, which I love to see. Um, your initial thoughts, gentlemen, on the offensive depth chart for Cincinnati based on who's going to play. It's going to be a big preseason. I'm calling it right now for Andy Isabella. People are, you know, it's don't it's, you dare. We were already past fool me once, fool me twice. We're we're way down that list. It's uh, we're, okay. Nobody's going to believe in Andy Isabella, but I think he's poised for a big preseason. He's been making big play after big play at practice, mostly with the second team, but he's the third wide receiver here on the starting depth chart. You can scratch Colt McCoy. We know that's going to be Trace McSorley. He's, he slides up. Uh, Eno Benjamin being ahead of Daryl Williams is interesting. Uh, Jonathan Ward is down there, and then Keontae Ingram. I mean, that's going to be the battle, Ew. the true battle that's going down on Friday and the rest of the way here. Uh, but, yeah, I mean – it's it's what everybody kind of expected. I don't think on the offensive side, Johnny or Frank, I, I don't I don't see any true surprises there. My only my only thought on this here is that depending on, I'm hoping that Cincinnati doesn't play their starters because this is going to be a smashing butt kicking in the first first couple <laughs> of half quarters. If this if this if this is our team, and the only reason why I'm saying it is because in truth, you know, you, you got to look at. Typically, the preseason, if the defense is on, they're the ones that come out blitzing and doing right. all the stunts and dogs and the twisters. And they're not, they're, 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 they're throwing everything at your offense. The offense doesn't game plan, right, Frank? Right. They really don't game plan. We only have like 12, 12, 12 to 14 plays that we really work on. Uh, but in reality, um, I do, I agree. I think that, you know, I hope, I hope they come out and play, you know, and give our guys a good look. And the reason why I say it is because, again, Andy Isabel does have speed, Greg Dorsch does have speed. And so that does open up for downfield play. Guys are going to try to press them. They're going to think to themselves, "This ain't this ain't D Hops. This ain't Rondell Moore. This ain't this ain't AJ Green." I don't want to see Rondell either. Lock I don't want to see down. Rondell Moore. Touchdown. I don't want to Touchdown. see Rondell Moore on Friday night. I don't. I don't need to see him because he's going to be wide receiver two in Week One to Hollywood Brown. Um, so I'm glad he doesn't look like he's going to participate. Uh, but yeah, I think, gentlemen, to your point. The intrigue starts on the defensive side of the ball as we pull this back up here. Uh, the starting defensive line, Michael Dogby, Rashad Lawrence, and Lucky Fotu, who are three fixtures 
Somebody needs to pop from that group in, in 2022 for this unit to be successful. Looking at the linebacking core, here's something interesting. You've got Zayvon Collins, which isn't surprising, but you've got both starting outside linebackers. Uh, well, not Marcus Golden, but Dennis Gardeck and, and Devon Kennard kind of vying for that spot opposite Golden. We'll see how that goes. And then the secondary, which is just Marco Wilson, Deontay Thompson, Antonio Hamilton, and Charles Washington. Anything stick out, gentlemen, from the defensive side of the ball outside of what I think is going to be an in- interesting dogfight at linebacker? Yeah, it's uh, it's it's mostly what we've been talking about. We've been kind of following the rise of Maje Sanders, and you can tell that guy that he was drafted behind Cameron Thomas is actually behind him on the depth chart because it goes with the guys you're 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 mentioning. And then you look down the line as far as who's going to get pass rush attempts, like Victor Dumakeji looks like they're doing them respect to him that he's been in this this building for at least a season. He's going to get the next reps on the second team, and then you got Maje, and then you got Cameron Thomas. Uh, I, th- I think we're, you know, a lot of people should be excited about Maje Sanders. And I, I think, you know, that that even gets up to the guys who are making the decisions and Vance Joseph and, and Cliff Kingsbury. Um, you know, <laughs> I, I hear you on the defensive line. Is it concerning that guys going into this, you know, this late in their career and Rashard Lawrence and, and Lecky Foto are getting starts at this point? And then they're not just, you know, saying, hey, take the night off. You know, we'll see your work done. Second game, third game, probably but- <clears throat> it bothers me. Yeah, I sure. think I think there's enough young guys on the, on our defense that needs more reps than these guys. Lucky than, than than our older guys. Those guys can be guys you know for a fact. You know what you're gonna get from them. They don't need those reps. We got a bunch of young guys on our defense that needs those reps. That Zach Allen need those reps. Like he's not. He's not. He's not a fifth year starter. Like I would play Zach Allen them. too, Frank they, Sanders. They need to play, man. They need reps. They need they need to work on their craft and their skill sets. And not take it, and not take it like they're just because you're on the you're supposedly on our starting roster that you don't get the reps. You need the reps, and these guys need game time and game film to prove themselves that they're able to do it. I I think that nobody in this front seven should be assured of anything outside of two players, JJ Watt, who again does not need to play until September 11th for obvious reasons, and Marcus Golden. Everybody else needs to be out there contributing, logging vital snaps. Uh, I don't think Zayvon Collins is going to bitch about it, but everybody else needs to go prove their worth so then we can see with our eyes if and when the Cardinals need to make a trade or an upgrade. And Bill Brock, speaking of trades, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention this. Uh, we have been, made notice of this uh, a couple times before the show. Arizona Sports' John G- Gambadaro, who a uh, friend of the program, has said the Cardinals are looking to trade for a starting corner, which I think makes a lot of sense. We speculated about it earlier this week. The big reason why they're not bringing in the Joe Haydens or, you know, the Xavier Rhodes is maybe they have their eye on a defensive back starter for another team that's fallen out of favor. But we were kind of racking our brain to figure out who the hell that could be. Yeah, I I looked at it and did some heavy research, you know, and there's a couple guys who would present really tough cap situations for their current team. Okay, I don't know. Maybe we can just kind of check our notes here, Johnny. I looked at uh, it. It would their current team would have to absorb a, a pretty large hit for right, it to happen. The names. All right, so I'm looking at Shaq Griffin with the Jags. Okay. I'm looking at William Jackson the third with Washington, mm. Dory Jackson with J- New York Giants, and then a wild card would be Jeffrey Okuda, the former third overall pick with the Detroit Lions. Anybody showing up on your radar? 
Shaq Griffin makes seventeen million. He has a seventeen million dollar cap hit this year for the Jazz. He, he doesn't wow. make. Yeah, so I mean, as far as what he would earn, it wouldn't be that high. But a lot of but these his guys, cap, his cap hits just under seventeen million. Yeah, but who they signed last season and they didn't have that money hit until this season, and some of that goes from comes from bonus money. So they're not if if they get traded, if they get cut, they've got a very very large cap number. So it kind of takes them out of the running. Yeah, but they're not getting cut in these scenarios. We're we're speculating. Yeah, this is a trade. trade this would be a trade. Yeah, yeah. but it, it kind of works. Cap sometimes works very similar to a trade or a cut, mm-hmm. as far as what that current team is going I to absorb dead cap money. I think the Cardinals, in their in their efforts to gain more money from the Humphreys deal and the Murray deal, would be much more susceptible to taking on money than giving away picks. If I'm Steve Kime keep my premium picks in the middle rounds, give up a day three pick and take on more money. Adore Jackson makes somewhere around $9 million. Those are some good names. Um, who was the player you said out of Washington? William Jackson, Jackson the, third, the third, former the, the Cincinnati, but like much like Shaq Griffin, just an absolute disaster as far as trying to figure out the money on that. Yeah. It's interesting. I, I mean, I was looking at. I mean, because teams they they have to appease their fan bases, and it's, it's gonna it's a tough look if you're trading right. away starting cornerbacks at the, this stage in the off season and going into the regular season. I just don't know. I mean, things would have to go Roquan Smith south. Somebody would have to come out and say, "Hey, trade me." But it's it's not like they don't exist. I mean, we see this all the time. I mean, something happens where a guy becomes unhappy, especially during the dog days of camp, Frank. Yep. Where you know, think you know, tempers can run high, and a guy gets frustrated with his current organization because he knows they're going nowhere that season, and uh, an opportunity emerges for a team like the Arizona Cardinals. It just feel they're, they're just waiting to pounce. I just don't, you know, are they? It's like the worst kept secret in the world. I mean, to to report that they want to trade for a cornerback, like you know, uh, no, 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 no. Well, they have not at Gambo. It's like no shit. Like Cliff Kingsbury's begging basically at the podium. Well, why aren't they? Why aren't they going out and working these veterans out? Then we talk about Jack Rabbit well, Jenkins. Yeah, had a good they, year. who they sign today? They sign a guy yeah, that they were college free agent from Hawaii. <laughs> that's not going to make an impact this year. Uh, with all due respect, I hope he's a. I hope he's a good NFL player. I need somebody week one that's going to line up opposite Marco Wilson and Cortez and Davis. Rookie. You're right. Yeah, he's an I, undrafted I will, rookie. Let's not. I'm sorry. Right. We need, we need pro, pros, proven pros. I will add this to it. I would prefer us to go trade for somebody in the front seven off the top because the better you put, the more pressure you put on your quarterback. You don't need you don't need great cornerbacks. You need good cornerbacks. If your line is great, you can have good cornerbacks. If your line is terrible, then you damn sure need great cornerbacks. That's that's just cross the board. Yeah, I just I think that these corners that most of them that I brought up are going to be guys that are going to become available before the deadline. Yeah. It's, 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 it's just too hairy of a cap situation for the current team to just say, Hey, we're going to, we're just going to wear this one in 2022. Yeah, but can you, can you make it to the deadline with the gauntlet of quarterbacks you face? That's the argument. No, I mean, I don't think you can They have to find stop gap corners. I mean, when we pull up the depth chart and you look at it right now, it's Marcus, Marco Wilson right now, who, who did have his pads uh, back on today is limited again, coming back from the groin injury, mm-hmm. which is encouraging. You see uh, at the other corner spot, it's Antonio Hamilton. Like, do you feel comfortable if Antonio Hamilton is one of your starting corners going into the season? Probably no. not. Josh Jackson, who's you can be you can be encouraged and, and drink the Kool Aid as much as you want, but is he really going to be able to play significant snaps for you? Uh, you you got to sign a vet. 
You do. I mean, you, you either and that comes even with your trade if you trade for somebody. I mean, because it, it's That's, still it's too shocking thin. to me. It's, it's shocking to me thin. that we've let it get. And Kime has always done a masterful job. Say what you want about him. July and August, he has feasted off cuts and trades and getting quality players to come in and play roles. But again, Bo brings up a good point that I think is not talked about enough. That was a Bruce Arians mentality because he knew these players. I think there is some, I don't know, uncertainty with Cliff Kingsbury not having a comfort level around the NFL landscape with a bunch of former pros. But then it's like, well, Vance Joseph should have an encyclopedia of guys he's coached that maybe he'd want to bring in. But they have not leveraged that. It's mind-boggling. And every day that goes by, I mean, we're going to see it. Teams are going to start being married to the rosters, even after cuts and guys are fringe players. I, I, we're going to get to a point where somebody's not going to be able to make an impact because they haven't been with the team long enough. But we're making an impact every day, gentlemen, here at PHNX Cardinals Live. Check out Bo's work. He's got news and notes from practice today on Tuesday at gophnx.com. Become a member. 99 cents for the first month, $8.99 for the subsequent month. Check out the PHNX merchandise locker. Pick up one of these fresh lids here. Maybe, Bo Brock, we could get one of these for Cliff Kingsbury's birthday today. Oh, man. I mean, 43. He's getting the equivalent of a tie. I mean, Johnny and Frank and I know, you know, if you're a dad, you just get a tie, right? But he got a tie in like an unknown cornerback for his birthday. He's like, Steve Kimes, like, do you love it? Court- <laughs> Here's a Pac-12 corner. Here right. we go. Or where's, where's Hawaii play? I don't even. It is definitely not the Pac-12. It's it's in the Pacific Ocean, but Conference it's USA <laughs> corner. <laughs> <laughs> Cortez Davis, huh? Huh? Uh, thank you. Yeah, Cliff's like, I'm I'm getting Berkovici right now. We're going to Scottsdale and we're gonna go find me a better present than that. That's probably more telling us that these guys are probably not gonna play. Some of our starters are not gonna play yeah. in the preseason game. They're just not gonna play. <clears throat> you, can't you can't risk it. Huh? You can't risk it. We risk it every day for you, the fans here. (laughs) PHNX Cardinals, everybody do me a hot favor, a hot minute right now. Go and like this video on YouTube so it gets passed around YouTube's algorithm that I'm too dumb to understand. But also, if you have not done this already, I beg of you, subscribe to the PHNX Cardinals podcast. We do this every flipping day, 4 p.m. Get your Cardinal content here, the best place. I say this with all humility. I believe what we do here is unmatched. The content, Emma, Bo, been putting out every day of practice, the highlight videos. You need Arizona Cardinal news, information, entertainment. This is the place, the only place to come. So subscribe, PHNX Cardinals, wherever you get your podcast. Like it. Leave us a five-star review. We're back tomorrow, aren't we, Bo? Cliff Cliff told Emma and myself today, he's like, really what I want, truly what I want for my birthday is for listeners to go subscribe the phnx cardinals podcast god bless that man leave a five-star review please do it for me 43 years old a guy who barely doesn't have a whole lot in this world i don't have a he doesn't have a brand new extension he doesn't have an instagram model girlfriend he's not you know living out the dream and coaching kyler murray he doesn't have enough yet go out there subscribe leave that five-star rating and leave that review saying that you love watching frank johnny and myself I love Cliff Kingsbury. I love all of you. I love my co-hosts. We're back tomorrow. Manana. See you then.